Welcome Northeast Conference fans to the latest NEC Now podcast on the NEC Overtime Pod. Today I am joined by Assistant Men's Lacrosse Coach Chris Doctor for a discussion on the intersection of sport and Indigenous heritage as the NEC celebrates Native American Heritage Month. Chris, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Of course. So just as a little bit of background, you come from a lacrosse family. Your dad was an All-American at Syracuse, as well as a really high-level lacrosse coach. Your uncle and two brothers all played at the Division One level, as did you. What is it about lacrosse and the doctor family? Um, I mean, I guess that's just it. It's always been a part of our family, you know, growing up as, as long as I can remember back. Like, that's just what we did. Um, it definitely helped my, that my dad was a coach, so mm -hmm. he started the program in my high school, so literally from you, you, you're walking, you got a stick in your hand. And like you mentioned, having so many of my uncles play as well, it was just, it's what you did when you got together. And uh, you know, those are definitely my earliest memories of playing is just with my brothers, my uncles in the backyard, Sunday evenings after dinner, like you just played. Um, so that's, that's definitely what uh, I think about when someone mentions the cross to me. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I didn't know your dad started the program at your high school. That's, that's really cool. Um, and following a stellar career at Rutgers, where you were a four-year starter, you went directly into coaching, first at Lafayette College from 2007 to 2010, then at Penn State from 2010 to 2017. And prior to joining the Sacred Heart staff, you coached at high school and club levels. What set you on this path? You know, did you always know you wanted to coach? Um, I did. I did. I think uh, there was definitely a point in my college career where I thought that, um, maybe I could veer off of the coaching thing, but, um, but didn't last very long. I think it was probably, it was definitely when I became a junior in college, I was like, you know what, once I get out of here, I know what I want to do. Um, I saw how our staff at Rutgers kind of lived and, and kind of what they were all about. And I was like, college lacrosse, just seems like something that I would be um, good at and, and, and would enjoy. So I've definitely trying to stay on that path for as long as I can. Yeah, I mean, it seems like the perfect mix of kind of business and pleasure. So it's really yep. great, you know, that you're back in the in the college coaching game after having been at, you know, high schools and clubs and such. Mm -hmm. So now we're here to discuss not only your career in lacrosse, but also your indigenous identity. How did this aspect of your identity influence you growing up and in the early years with your sport, seeing as lacrosse is the oldest organized sport in North America with roots and games played by indigenous people? Yeah, I, I think it definitely took me um, not a while, but probably more so in, in the later middle school, early high school years to really understand like what I was doing and why I was playing. You know, my my uncles and my, my dad, most of my family, when they grew up, you know, they grew up on the reservation. So like it was that's just what they did. But when when my brothers and my family was born, you know, we, we didn't live, we did not live on the reservation. So we lived off of it. So we didn't really, as a, as a kid growing up, experience life on the reservation. Um, and so it kind of took us looking back and, and listening to my aunts and uncles and, and my dad talk about their experiences and their stories to really understand, okay, like, this is what the sport really means. Like you knew it growing up, but once you mature a little bit, go get in high school, then you realize, wow, like there's something different to uh, what, we're, what we're doing on the field than, than any other sport. And so I think that's when it kind of it clicked. And ever since then, you just try to kind of live by, live by the code of like, look, it's the game, it's a medicine game. You play it for the creator, like wins and losses will come and go, but there's definitely more to, to the game of lacrosse um, than just, again, winning and losing. 
try to carry that as best I can. It's a little different to do um, when you're at a college level because, you know, winning is important, right? That's, that's how you kind of get to the next level. So balancing that, um, the outcomes of, of games, but also just mm-hmm. making sure that I'm not straying too far off of uh, what I truly believe in is definitely a challenge, but something I'm trying to just get better at. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just curious, like that expression, the medicine game, can you explain a little bit more about what that means to our listeners? Um, I mean, I think so. This the game of lacrosse. It was it was created again by the creator. You know, so when people play it, um, it's used to, to to make people feel better. I think is probably the easiest way to, to describe it. So when when times are tough, and they're definitely tough right now, um, you know, you play it knowing that it's appeasing the creator, and therefore, in return, you're hoping to, that good things come your way, right? So that that's kind of the essence of it. And has nothing to do with winning and losing. It has everything to do with just going out there and 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 um, you know something. My dad, my dad was kind of telling me early on, it's like the creator is not impressed by how many goals you score or how many assists you make. He's he's impressed by how hard you play, you know, how good of a teammate you are, uh, making sure that every time you're on the field, you do everything you can to, to help others and 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 play tough. Like that's what impresses him, and that's kind of what. I'm trying to instill with, with whoever I coach at any level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and sometimes it's, it's, it's easier said than done, but um, I'm trying. Yeah, that's actually really, really beautiful. I was curious because there's a series on YouTube called The Medicine Game um, yep. about lacrosse and um, indigenous players. So I did, just didn't really realize that that was a kind of common expression, but that's really, really beautiful actually. And so for our listeners that may not know, lacrosse is governed by World Lacrosse, and World Lacrosse is the only international sports organization to recognize First Nations and Indigenous tribes as sovereign nations allowed to compete independently of the larger country that they're a part of. So what do you think this does for Indigenous lacrosse teams, and how important is this for these athletes? I, th- I think it just definitely puts a puts us on a, I don't know, I don't know if higher pedestal is the right phrase to use, but it, it, I think it draws more attention to, to what mm-hmm. we're talking about right now. You know, cause I'm sure there are people that still don't know or still don't know as much um, about the game and kind of what it means. Um, so to have a, a, you know, a separate team program uh, that, that's recognized in the same level as others as countries. Like, I just think it, it again, just gives us more positive momentum, positive um, press, I guess, to just nothing else, just to have people learn and educate themselves about, uh, about, our, about the game our people, um, everything comes along with it. Yeah, in preparation for this interview, I was actually watching a few past championship um, games and it really is incredible how high profile these are. So, it, I mean, it is just really great to see that the platform is there and it's being yep. used. Yep. And this is something you have firsthand experience with. In 2014, you are the assistant coach for the Iroquois Nationals at the Federation of International Lacrosse World Championships. Then in 2016, you are a staff member for the U19 Iroquois Nationals team. Um, can you tell our listeners what this team represents and what that experience was like for you? Uh, I mean, that's it probably is the, the best experience I've had with the, the game of lacrosse um, to, to this point. I mean, just being out there again, talked about the, the platform and that pedestal of being out there um, competing against literally the best teams in the world with, with a native team, you know, and going toe to toe with these guys 
for everyone to see, right? So now with, with the social media and, you know, TV broadcasting that comes along these days, it was really, really cool to be part of that. So we could, you know, kind of show off a little bit, like, look, we're, we're really good. We're really good and we can play really hard and we can play with anybody. Um, and to do that with players that were just like literally the best players in the world. And, and, and some guys that people didn't even know about until that, that weekend or that tournament, because they just, they aren't in the mainstream pro leagues or, um, or went to college even, mm -hmm. but it, it was really exciting. It was very humbling. Uh, and I, I will forever be grateful for those opportunities. I'm hoping they come along um, in the future, but you know, the skill that these guys have, the way they play the game. And when you go to the, and go to those, those tournaments, I'll never forget, like, there are so many people intrigued and interested and just fans of, of our team, our program, because they love the game. And I think they um, want to learn more about kind of the origins of it and, and what it really means. So, you know, I think that our team, our players definitely walked around almost like celebrities at both events because people were just drawn to them uh, in, in a really good way. So very, uh, again, very grateful, very humbled and uh, something that never forget. Yeah, I mean, it's great to hear that that was such um, a powerful and great experience for you. And did you find that there was a very strong sense of community on these teams you coached, even if the players hadn't necessarily like played with each other before or, you know, things like that? Yeah, yeah. I know most players, I think, you know, whether it was, you know, growing up or the teams that did play on currently, most players, I think, knew each other or knew of each other. But the ones that didn't, or even so, like you always fall back on, look, we're all in this together, right? We're all, we're all um, native people. We're trying to just do the best we can for our families, our, our sport, what we believe in. So we always, you always had that to fall back on. And I think, uh, again, just, it gives a different motivation, a different kind of inner strength that, that we can, that we relied on. Um, and they embraced it. They embraced it totally. And like I said, I think the winning and losing at these events in my experience, like they're almost secondary. They just, they just love playing. They love playing together, love playing with each other. And they love, you know, showing everybody like how it's supposed to be played. Um, so again, just really unique. Yeah, that's incredible. Really, again, just great to hear. And now, so steering a little bit away from, this doesn't have to necessarily be just about sport or lacrosse, um, but are there any misconceptions about native people in media or social life that you wish to see confronted? You know, the, the biggest one that comes to mind, especially for, for me as, as a college recruiter and um, dealing with the educational piece, I think there's a misconception that perhaps Native kids growing up aren't willing to dive into education. I think, I think, I do think that's kind of a misconception and I don't think it's true at all. I think, you know, certainly opportunities may have not, may not have come their way as easy as, as other people from different areas of the country or different, you know, socioeconomic backgrounds. Um, but I, th I, th I do think that's a misconception. I, th I think that there are a lot of kids out there that are just looking for a chance and, and they want to, quote unquote, you know, make a name for themselves, you know, make their lives better. Um, it's just a matter of, of, I guess, you know, finding the right match. Yeah, I mean, thank you for sharing that. And I hope the people listening to this are able to to hear what you said and, and maybe take a second to think it through and maybe educate themselves a little bit further. And that really is the point of this, which is again, why I'm so appreciative of you being on. Um, and just one last question, how can we, and I use the term we kind of generally, you know, your peers, just 
society, whatever the we means to you, be better allies to indigenous communities? I mean, obviously I think it just starts with having an open mind and an open heart. I think, you know, I, I do believe again with, with the, the popularity in, in the press that some of the, you know, the headliners of, of the Native American players are getting, it is opening people's minds a little bit, but um, I mean, there are, there are so many different walks of life, so many different kinds of people in this world, in this country that I just, I, I, I think it's going in a better direction. Um, I mean, I don't know what people can specifically do other than just understand that, and this is just my belief, like this is why lacrosse is so important to me. Like there's not other, another sport out there that I know of or, or that I believe in that you play for like a specific reason other than just like, you like it, you're good at it and you wanna win at it. You know what I mean? Where this one's just so different because there's so much more meaning behind it and meaning to it. And I think if, if people took a little time to just understand it, I think it, I think they would dive into it more. It's like kind of give them a taste of, of what, what it really means, what's, well, why it was created, how long it's been around, what it's for. And then they just dive into it and want to know more about it. And I think, uh, I can't imagine you would, you would not want to like, once you, once you learn about it, I can't imagine you, you'd want to do anything, but believe in it and, and abide by it and play by the same kind of play with the same mentality that we do. I think. I hope. Yeah. So. yeah, no, that's really great. And again, I, I really appreciate you, you sharing that and your own experiences. And I mean, like I said, I was watching some of the games prior to this interview and it made me want to, you know, learn more, watch more. Um, and I hope that some of our listeners hear this and want to get out there and research and, and have a different look at not just lacrosse, but their own sport or the sports they watch. They don't even have to play. Um, but it is definitely a, like a unique perspective. Like you said, it's so different than even in college sports, just going out and playing for, for the W. I mean, I pay, played in college, I played field hockey and it was about the win. It, it wasn't even about having fun. It was about the win. Um, and I feel like just spreading that perspective to other sports and other types of teams can be so, so impactful. So I do. Yeah. Appreciate I mean, it's tough to do. I mean, the, the ultimate goal is to have both, right. You, yeah. you, yeah. you win and, and you're playing um, for the right reasons. That's the ultimate goal. But I think for me personally, it just, once the game's over, whatever it's done is done, win or loss, it just gives me some perspective to fall back on, you know, once I get a chance to do so and be like, look, <clears throat> played well, played hard. Like I feel good about yeah. the output there, win or loss, you know, those things will, will happen, but um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's great. And it definitely, I mean, it sounds like Sacred Heart is so lucky to have you and, and have that additional perspective. So again, I really do just appreciate you sitting down and taking the time to talk. Of course. This has been really great. Um, but yeah, Chris, thank you so much for being here. We look forward to hearing more from you in the future. Uh, this was really great. I appreciate yep. it. Anytime. Of course. That was Chris Doctor, and this has been NEC Now. Please continue to engage with Indigenous culture, media, and educational resources this Native American Heritage Month.